0: Welcome to the Cowie Baptist Church podcast. To learn more about Cowie, including in our gathering times, visit us online at cowie.church. Enjoy the message. Good morning. It's good to see everyone out this morning. Thank you all for being here, and thank you all for everyone joining in online. Uh, welcome. So glad to see you. Hope everyone had a great uh, Thanksgiving. And looking forward to Christmas and our time together. Um, You will notice some cards floating around of our Christmas schedule of what is happening on December 23rd. We will have another uh, community Christmas there at the Smoky Mountain Center and that's gonna be at 7 p.m. And then we'll have our candlelight communion service down in crossover on the 24th. That's at 5 p.m. And then Christmas is on a Sunday this year, and so we will be in traditional on Sunday at 10 a.m. So um, you'll see these, they'll, they'll be around, a uh, great way to invite um, family and friends and others uh, to Christmas, and just want to encourage you to grab a couple of those, and we're just excited and grateful uh, to be able to worship our amazing God and be able to invite others into that time of worship, and we have so much to be thankful for, Amen. Yes, and today's scripture, again, just reminds us of so much to be thankful for. We've been walking through some series, um, a sermon series called Spirit and Truth, but today we're going to transition into a new series called All Things New. And today's message is entitled Just Walk. So um, I like to keep things simple, and I believe we see that here uh, in these scriptures uh, for us just walk. To walk, to just walk. And so we're going to see that. But there's a lot of um, maybe advice that you've been given um, with walking, right? You may have played sports. Um, I know I did. And if you got hit by the ball, if you're playing baseball, right, you're told to like walk it off. Like don't rub it, show no pain, right? Be a man, just walk. Walk it off, uh, don't, don't rub it. Or, or maybe like you've been told if you're in a confrontation, just walk away, Don't engage in that. Don't let somebody bring you down, but just walk away. And if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Um, there's a lot of advice around that term, like walking, just walk, walk away. Uh, your doctor may say, hey, you should go out and walk. You know, it's good for you. It's good for your heart. Uh, it's good to get, um, you know, the, the blood flowing. It's, it's good for um, our mental health to, to walk. It, it's good to exercise. It's good in many ways. Um, and we're going to see um, why it is good uh, for us also spiritually. We're going to see that that we are able to walk, right? We're going to actually see two different kinds of walk as we look through the scriptures today. We're going to be in Ephesians uh, chapter 2. And I would like for uh, anyone who is able to, to please stand as we read uh, the word of God. So we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 2. The scripture says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked, according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air and of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging in the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, amen. Amen being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us In Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand, so that we would walk in them. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for your word and your truth. Lord, and I know, as your word says, it does not return void. And so we pray, Lord, that your word would do what your word does. As it transforms us, as it convicts us, Lord, as it gives us life, wisdom, and understanding, Lord. And that we would walk in those ways. Lord, I pray that I would decrease and you would increase. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So my apologies, I'm Pastor Chris. If this is your time visiting with us, I am not the senior pastor and the main pastor. So, so please give us another chance when Pastor Jason returns, okay? Um, he is celebrating his 25th wedding anniversary. Praise God, amen for that. Yeah. So he should not be listening, connecting online, connecting by phone, email, or anything else. So if you need something, do not connect with him. Otherwise, you'll have to wait at least a week or so. Um, but let, let myself know, Pastor Ronnie, Kelly, the church office, um, if we can do anything for you, please let us know. If it's your first time, there should be a connect card. So uh, connect um, and, and let us know. So my apologies. Back. All right. We have so much to be thankful for. That, that text is so rich here. There's so much in there for us, for the life of a believer. And, 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 and just coming off of Thanksgiving and looking into the scriptures, I mean, we've been walking through the scriptures this entirety, right? The, the entire scriptures of this year, the majority of the scriptures this year. And we've been going through. And here we see um, a, a new series and we see a new beginning. We see two different kinds of, of walks. We see Paul writing to the church for them to remember who they are. And the first point, if you're following along in the app, that I want us to see in the first set of scriptures, in these first verses, is that we were dead. We were dead in our sin. It's important for us to remember that. It's important for us to remember where we have come from, where God has brought us from and brought us to. It's important for us to know that before God intersected our life, right? Before the gospel was made true and made known to our hearts, we were dead. We were separated from God and from life, right? Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And before Christ, we were dead. Dead in our sins and our trespasses. Dead in our trespasses and sins. Dead in our, in our own ability to try to be good enough, to try to, to cross the finish line, to make our way to heaven, or to, to make something out of, out of this life on our own. We see here, Scripture says that we are dead. Dead. And we see this first walk here in Scripture. That walk, we could say dead man walking, right? We were dead. And that walk was according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of this air and of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. It is a condition of the heart of man separated from God, separated from life itself, and life is only found in Christ Jesus. And so when we are separated from him, we are dead. And it is our trespasses and our sins, right, that separate us from God. We can look back to the garden in chapter 3 and we can remember that, that there was a, a rule that was given to them. You can, you can have all of this and, and there's, all this is for you, but you must not eat of this tree or you will die. Right? And then, and then Satan tempts them and Satan uh, twists and, and gets them, oh, you're not going to die. But we see that there was that separation that happened when they chose to disobey, right? To, to go their own path, to, to trespass, to sin, and to miss the mark. And not listen to God, but go their own way. And they were separated from God, they were removed from the garden. And the same is true for us, right? Romans tells us, as we've been reading through the scriptures, that there is none righteous, no, not one. And that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But thanks be to God, as as Paul is writing here, who is he writing to? Well, let's look to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints, to those who are holy, who are, who are set apart, who are separate, right? Those are the saints who are at Ephesus and who are faithful in Christ Jesus. To the saints, to those who are holy and those who are faithful in Christ Jesus, the message there was going to Ephesus and also to the believers here and now, the church now, us who have trusted and believed in Jesus Christ, who are faithful to God in Christ Jesus, the saints who are holy and set apart. And thanks be to God, it says, though you were. Amen? We were dead in our sin and trespasses, right? We were dead in our trespasses and sin. Now this is, The bad news that we see the good news intersecting. The bad news that we were dead. We were called children of wrath, right? But thanks be to God. As we look to the next set of verses, probably the best two words in scripture, but God. So you were dead, destined for God's wrath as, as we indulged in the ways of this world, as we walked according to the ways of this world, of our flesh and our fleshly desires. But thanks be to God, that God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love, which he has loved us, even while we were dead in our transgressions, he has made us alive together with Christ. Now when you study these these few just even these first two chapters, you see over and over and over and over again Paul saying in Christ, in him, before him, to him, of his will, of his grace, in him Paul is directing us to God. He is our source of life. He is the one who gives us life. He is the reason that we can celebrate and be thankful that once we were dead, but we're not dead anymore, that he has made us alive. In these next set of scriptures, we see this divine action of what God does for his children, for the believer right, that he has made us alive, that he has raised us up, that he has seated us, that he has shown us his grace. And we see it's all pointing to God. It's all pointing to our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's all pointing to a blood-stained cross and an empty tomb, that there is a great work that God has done for us. So we were dead in our sins, but these next set of verses says that we are Saved by grace. We were dead, but we are saved by grace. No longer are we dead if we are in Christ, but we are saved by grace. Amen? Amen. And this death is no longer there. This separation from God, but, but Christ has made a way for us to be united with God the Father through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so we see a great work that God has done for us. The work has been completed for our salvation, right? We don't have to earn our way. We don't have to be good enough. We, there's nothing we can do to earn it. But it is a gift from God. It is his grace, his unmerited favor, right? His unmerited, undeserved favor that he has given to us. And it is the good news, That while we were dead, while we were separated from God, while we were actively enemies of God, that He has He had done a great work for us, that He died in our place, that He He took on and became right, He took on our sin and He made the payment to satisfy the wrath of God. So no longer are we called children of wrath, but called children of of God. And it is the good news of what God has done, what Christ has done on our behalf. It is by grace that you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. Right? And our response to this good news is by faith, trusting and believing, putting our whole weight in God and what he has done, the finished work of the cross. And so we were dead, we are saved by grace. And then it says that we are his masterpiece. As we continue, we see that we are his masterpiece. Chapter t- or verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship. Poema, his 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 masterpiece, his handiwork. For Created in Christ Jesus for what? For good works, which God has prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. So, not only does God do a good work for us, but God does a good work in us, and God has prepared us to do a good work, to do a good work through us. And I want us to look at those two things. Right? I want us to look at the walk that we see in verse 1 versus the walk that we see in chapter, or sorry, in verse 10. There was a walk that we walked according to our own desires in the flesh of, in our own flesh, our own desires, our own thoughts, our own minds. But now there's a new walk that, that Christ has called us to. That there are good Works that God has prepared beforehand that we would walk in these things. Now, these two words, right? Just walk. It's simple, right? It's simple to, it should be easy for us to remember just walk. It should be easy for us to remember. It's a a simple saying to just walk. We've been given many different uh, words of advice about just walking, but it's not easy. It's not an easy calling. Because the reality is it's a narrow walk. It's a narrow gate, and it's a narrow path. As we've been walking through the scriptures, as we've been walking on, on Wednesday nights with our students, we've been walking through the Sermon on the Mount. And in verse 13 and 14 of chapter 7, we hear these words. It says, Enter through the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to the destruction. And there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. And so we're called to walk in the ways that God has prepared for us, for those who are faithful, for those who trust and believe in Jesus Christ, for the saints, for those who are holy and set apart. And we're called to walk in his ways. We're called to enter through the narrow gate and the narrow way. You see that first walk that is talking about that Paul said you once were this way, dead and walking in the ways of this world, of according to Satan, according to the flesh. And I would say that is not even probably a walk. I would say it's more a, of a drift, right? Because that wide, broad path—it's—it's it's downhill, and there's not many obstacles, and we're drifting along with the ways of this world. What we feel right? Love is love. You do you. However, what feels good for you is good for you. Whatever's true for you is true for you. And go ahead and go with it. It's the path of least resistance. But we see here, there, there is a, a final resting place for that. It is, be met, it will be met by, by God's wrath and his judgment, ultimately destruction and death and eternal separation from a holy, holy God. But we see another way of life. We see that there is is a a narrow gate in a narrow way. We see that there is a walk that God has called us to as the church. Not only did, did, did Christ make us alive, not only does God make us alive but our salvation is the starting point of the walk that God has called us to. And he has called us a masterpiece, a, his workmanship. And he has called us to walk in his ways. And this walk that we have been called to, there's a narrow gate and a narrow way. And this walk that God has called us to, it is for our sanctification. And ultimately, God will complete this work that he is doing in us. And we will be not only just sanctified, but glorified. Amen. And it is a, a great reason for us to rejoice in the hope that we have in Christ Jesus in the work that he has done and prepared for us, for those who love him, for those who have been called according to his purpose, right? That he's prepared for us. Again, I said it was simple to just walk, but it doesn't mean it's easy. And as we read through the Sermon on the Mount, and as we have discussed this on Wednesday nights with our students, it is very clear that this narrow gate and narrow way is not easy. It's because this narrow gate and this narrow way is found right in the middle of this broad gate and this broad way and while the broad and the easy way is downhill and it's easy goism and it's it's the path of least resi- the path of least resistance this narrow path and this narrow gate is smack dab in the middle of the wide gate of the wide path of the wide road but it's in the opposite direction And you've got the lies of Satan. You have have the desires of the flesh. You have have the things of this world that that are just out there looking to steal, kill, and destroy. But God has called us to a narrow path in a narrow way. And it's a reminder of who you once were. But God gives us a reminder of who we are, that we are his masterpiece. And he has called us to a higher standard of living and a higher and a greater way. But it's a sacrificial life. It's a sacrificial life of worship. It's a sacrificial way of living our lives. But he says, just walk. Trust me. Trust me. Open the word of God and just walk. Trust me his plans, trust his promises, trust his truth, and walk in my ways. I remember answering the calling into ministry in 2012. Um, I didn't know exactly what I was answering. I remember uh, my wife and I were in church, And we had a car seat with a newborn baby in there. And I remember just asking her to come up to the altar with me. And the three of us, my wife and I with baby in tow, like we came to the altar, and I just wanted to say yes. I didn't know what that meant. My heart and uh, passion of mine was missions. We were were serving, both of us, in in different roles within the church with students and children. And, And I just wanted to be obedient and say yes. And um, I didn't know exactly what all that was going to entail. Um, and, and, and really, after that day, everything continued to stay the same. But we continued to serve. We continued to, to just uh, teach and to help uh, the, the pastor and the youth pastor there at the time and just walking in obedience to God. And then... Uh, doors opened and doors closed, and I was able to, to, um, they were, I was asked to be uh, the the student pastor at that time, and, and, and just walked in that, and felt very burdened to be, to do more, to be, to be involved more in in other ways, and, and uh, eventually God led me here, I guess six years ago, full-time, and never would I have thought this is where God would have left me, uh, led me to and in fact, uh, we had neighbors we 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 live and lived just across the street and there would be people from Calway they'd be like oh one day we're going to get you here i'm like yeah okay <laughs> sure 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 but um but God is is amazing and um and and he has he has brought me here and and i remember just in different times of of student ministry and figuring out what to do and what program to have and and and, and It was a few years ago where I just realized, listen, walk through the scriptures with them and see what God will do. Just walk on Wednesday nights through scripture, you know, through doctrine, through scripture, through books of the Bible, and just let God do what he does. And in life, I've realized, like, that's not just true for ministry, but in life with my wife, with my children, walk through the scriptures with them. And let God do what God does. And I was so encouraged last Sunday because we do try to do that. We don't always get it right, right? We, we don't. But but last Sunday, I was able to go and, and spend time with my mom down in Florida and just encourage her and uh, just was so grateful for that opportunity. Um, but I got a message on Sunday, and, and, and my wife was like, hey, um, you know, our son invited the neighbor to church, and they're here. And I'm like, "What? Like, <laughs> like that's so cool." And, and so I was asking him uh, uh, why why he did that. And um, again, as a family, we 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 try to pray for our neighbors. We try to engage with our neighbors. Um, and just be transparent in life. And so we talk about those that need uh, prayer because of, of this circumstance or that circumstance or, or maybe they're a believer or, or not a believer or so on and so forth. And, and, and he just uh, just begin to share that you know, through things that we have taught, through things that we see in the Word of God of, of why and who we should pray for and why we should pray certain things. And he just said, hey, well, I had said hey, and I was back in the garage, and um, I just felt like the Holy Spirit, you know, like I felt like I um, should go back up there. And so he ran back up there, and and he uh, invited him, and he just said, I just wanted to be obedient uh, to, the, to, to God and to, to what the Holy Spirit was prompting me to do. And I just... You know it's so beautiful because in, in in our marriage with Lindsay and I, in, in our raising of our children, um, we want to walk through Scripture, but our goal is not for our children to be our best friend, for not them to 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 always want to be with me and always. While I, I there are selfish parts of me that want that. My heart as a father is that I would lay down my life in such a way that they would walk over me and find the perfect heavenly father. That they would walk over me to a perfect family and enter into a perfect family where they will have one day no more tears and no more pain and no more suffering. And one day I will be able to be with them forever in eternity with heaven in heaven. And so when we walk through Scripture, when we walk through this life, when we walk through the Word of God and with those that are around us, God does something beautiful. And there's a great work for His church, for every single one of us to do. But as we're looking through the Scriptures, and as we're seeing even just the brokenness and the state of, of our world, There's a lot of spiritual benefits of us just walking. When I think about just walking in the good works that he has created for us to do, that God has prepared for us, how many of us, when we were kids, um, we, we... we went for, for a walk, and then we found ourselves in some kind of adventure. Um, I remember one specifically that, that we, me and my brother, um, we, were, we were walking in the neighborhood, and we found some other kids in the neighborhood, and we ended up in a rock fight. Like, that's not, probably not the smartest thing to do, but it was part of just, like, that adventure of, of, of being, um, a, right, a broken person in this broken world, but also being a boy. Like, we want destruction. We want adventure. We want to feel the pain. Like, like... That was part of it. Like, and so we ended up in this, in this rock fight, right? And, and, and we have other crazy different stories like within the woods and probably have scars to, and stories to share about, about this. But, but if we look at how God has created us and wired us, why do we have issues in, with ourselves? or in in our family, or in marriage, or in, you know, I I was thinking on that. Like, a lot of that is because we're looking for a new adventure. We're looking to be satisfied, or to have um, instant gratification, or we're, we're looking for the next big thing. And the reality is, when we walk in the ways that God has called and commanded us, when we walk through Scripture, God takes us places we never thought we would be. Never in a million years would I have thought that I would be here. For my life and the desires of the flesh and the ways I used to walk Never in my life would I have thought of I'd be in West Africa one day serving, sleeping under a mango tree or sleeping on top of, of, of little huts and villages. Never would I have thought of leading uh, different mission trips with students and, and, and parents and families. Never would I have thought. And the reality is when we just walk in the scriptures of God, he will take us places that we never thought we would go right? Those chemical reactions, those, those endorphins and the dopamine, all that stuff that I'm not smart enough to talk exactly about, right? But when you walk through scripture, I can only imagine what my 10-year-old son was going through, and how he was feeling as he was running back up that hill, walking back up to the neighbor to invite them. Didn't know if he would uh, a slam door in the face, a rejection. But when we walk in the paths and the ways of God, man, he, it's a beautiful adventure, when we walk in in his truth, when we live this sacrificial life, there's a new sense of belonging. There's a transformation that happens from the inside out. And so we're not looking for gratification and satisfaction and, and the temporary things of this world, but we're being filled up and renewed and transformed every day with this new adventure that God is taking us on. Because his word is living and is active God transforms and changes us. Not only that, but, it, but that word of, of this workmanship, this, this masterpiece, the word uh, poeme, right? That they, there's a work that he is doing within us. And it is beautiful. He's taken all these broken pieces, right? And he's chiseling away the things of this world and the things of, of the flesh and of, of, of our sin, sin nature, right? And he's given us new life, in a new way of walking. And so it is this sacrificial love, right? It is this, this sacrificial way of living. And, and so you get those, those highs and you get that adrenaline when you're walking in his ways because we're going against what seems normal and natural. And we're walking towards God. And we're walking like Christ, and we're being sanctified and made into His image. And so the application that I see here and that I want us to see, one is that we remember who you were. Remember who you were. Remember that you were dead, right? Remember that you were a, a, a child of wrath, separated from God. Remember these things because it keeps us meek and humble. It it keeps us not looking at ourselves but pointing to God. And that we recognize who we are now. That we don't live in the past. We don't live in the past ways, but we are a masterpiece, God said. Right? We are his masterpiece. He has done a great work for us and in us, And he has called us to do, he's going to do a great work through us. And so to remember who we were, recognize who you are, remember how you got there. That we will not boast in anything else but Christ. We will not boast in anyone else but our God. And that we resolve to walk in his plans. Resolve just to walk Walk in the ways that God has promised. Walk through his word and walk in the commands. And as you walk, you walk in the word of God. You walk in prayer. You walk in discipling relationships, being discipled by others in your life and also discipling others that are in your life. Walk in community of of believers in worship and walk on mission as we serve our amazing God. Walk on mission. Walk in service to our amazing God and see what God will do in and through your life. But as we see here, we see there's two drastically different walks. We see that there is a walk that is according to the flesh and the ways of this world, and then there's a walk that's according to the plans and the purposes and the promises of God. And I believe it's clear throughout Scripture that if there's no change, that there's no Christ. And so my question to you is, has there been a change in your walk? Has there been a noticeable change in your walk? If there has not, the scripture says today is the day of salvation. And I beg of you and I plead of you to place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. To rely on on his grace alone for your salvation. And trusting, putting your whole weight in Jesus Christ for your salvation. And the beautiful thing about a walk, if you are a child of God, if there has been a change in your walk, there are times where we step off the path. There are times when we get off a little bit and the call is to come back, to abide in Christ, to walk in his word, to walk in his ways, to walk in his truth, to trust God, trust him and see what he will do in and through your life. And so as the band comes, as we, as we come to a close, I, I just pray and ask you to be obedient to God and respond to him, not to man, but respond to God, respond to, to what he has done for you and what he is doing in you and through you. And as Paul prayed in, Ephesians 1, it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart might be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Would you please stand?